Welcome, everybody, to the Bros and Consoles podcast miniseries solo gaming updates. I believe this is episode 21 now for October 22nd. Yeah, that's right, because last time it was October 20th, and it was the 20th episode, so it all, it all lined up so perfectly. Now it's going to slip just farther and farther away. <laughs> the stars are never going to line like that again, ever, ever probably. But how's everybody doing? It's been a little bit of time. Um, this is the second and final episode of this week, but got some exciting things going on in terms of video games right now. Um, let's just kind of start off with things I've been playing so far. First off, started back up on the game Mortal Shells. Um, man, that game is quite, quite a delight to, to just jump through and everything. The, I know that's one of the ones that I mentioned last episode that I was going to be going through for basically kind of a late edition of like gaming goals and stuff to finish up this year. I am still hopeful that I'll probably be able to do that. I um, did that as well as started up another thing, which I'll mention in just a little bit here. But jumping back into Mortal Shells, uh, I've gotten back into the combat. Everything seems like it's clicking just fine. Nicely, um, because I guess, yeah, nicely it's, it's working out because of the fact that it's very similar to like Souls games where I've been playing some of those more recently. Um, specifically, I think one of the more recent ones was Neo. And so because of those kinds of things, it's not too hard to jump in, back into things like this. Um, oh, and I guess actually Dark Souls 3 as well. So pretty pretty similar gameplay styles. The addition of kind of the different shells that you can access, um, which are these bodies that I think I mentioned before. Um, these bodies that you kind of inhabit as this like interesting creature. Um, I think you're called the Foundling, I believe. But basically, yeah, you, you go and inhabit these bodies, and these bodies have all different sorts of, like, stats. So they have, like, either things like larger health um, health bars or larger stamina pots and different things like that. Some of them have even um, extra what they call resolve meter, and it's basically the thing that allows you to do things like parries and special moves and things like that. I'm slowly unlocking more um, things within the game, though, which is really nice. So I have now found, I believe three of the four different shells that you can acquire i am i think getting closer to finding the last one because i know i know where it is based off of the basically there's a mechanic in the game that we call glimpses and they let you kind of see special areas that have like either new like items or um weapons or especially like these shells and stuff and as long as you go through there and kind of piece it together as to like where you're supposed to go you basically kind of get like three flashbacks played in a specific order and that is supposed to kind of give you hints on how to get to these places and it works out pretty nicely really cool thing though is that now i am slowly getting to the part where i basically have all these like kind of more baseline skills available to myself and that's in terms of um things that basically like if you were to go into the control scheme of the the game and whatnot check things out there it shows you kind of all the different things that the buttons correspond with and one of them that's not available at the very beginning of the game is the parry mechanic and that's because you have to actually get this specific item in the kind of opening area that you start off in or sorry not the tutorial area but after that the kind of opening first area that you are in and once you have that ability, then you kind of start to actually be able to use your resolve meter and everything. Otherwise, um, before then, it's not really used for anything. And it's just kind of something that you see build every time you dispatch an enemy inside the world. But using the, the parry mechanic is definitely a game changer for this entire thing as a whole. Um, it is basically a way to make sure that your health stays topped up. Because every time you get in a parry, you also 
have the option to um, repost right afterwards. And with that comes basically a chunk of health that kind of gets brought back to yourself. So if you're don't really if you don't really have enough healing items with you which honestly like aren't super super plentiful in the game unless you're gathering mushrooms all the time and using you know things like roasted rats and stuff like that which kind of kind of help kind of don't help too much um, because they also use resolve meter and stuff but if you aren't you know using a lot of healing items definitely using this um, parry and, and repost kind of technique will keep your health topped up and stuff and that's kind of a a really cool way to go about through this game i've been finding and slowly it's getting easier over time i mean base enemies are pretty easy to kind of use that with but then when it comes to the bosses and stuff i think that's where it's really satisfying because fighting some of these really huge dudes and creatures and things and they come at you with a huge swing and then you get in the perfect kind of parry and riposte thing there and it knocks them back and kind of stuns them for a moment i think is a, a really satisfying mechanic that's i feel like in the Dark Souls games never really worked or at least I I never really found the timing or the correct timing for those ones and I'm not sure if that's just like I wasn't reading things correctly or what it was but in those ones it always seemed like it was slightly off and this one seems like it's pretty spot on in terms of like where I think it should be so been been having a good time with that game for sure also played a little bit of um, Under Hero this morning. I started up my third playthrough now. Um, this one is to basically get the last couple trophies out of the way. Um, or I guess last main trophy and then the platinum trophy. This one, um, because now that the update is available that lets you get all the cassette tapes, I have to kind of go through the majority of the game in order to get all those so that now I'll be able to platinum the game. But it's been really actually nice to go back to that game. I think thinking through the year so far, Under Hero at the moment, because I haven't, there's one other game I'll talk about that I think is going to possibly overtake it depending on how, how much time I can put into it. But Under Hero at the moment, I think is my indie game of the year in terms of kind of just all the things that I've played, which is pretty crazy to think about because it came out quite a while ago. Um, similar to my, my, you know, triple a game of the year which also came out back in april i believe and it's just yeah it's pretty pretty wild that they've both like held on this long but the kind of tone and music prowess of like this game and everything it seems like it's really well tied together and the like the music itself is is just really i don't know it, it fits kind of the areas that you're in very perfectly as well as just kind of has this nice um calming and sometimes like haunting um notes to it and i don't know if people have not played under hero i definitely recommend going to check it out um it's been on sale at different times as well um it may even still be on sale at the moment on xbox um the xbox store and i I believe the switch store and ps4 stores have also had them on sale at, at one time or another but i think full price the game is maybe like 15 bucks usually and i think xbox right now it's on sale for like 50 percent off so it's pretty pretty great deal and in terms of just kind of how fun the game is and how kind of unique in a way it is i know it's it's has some inspirations from other games i i would say things like um paper mario has some inspirations from that as well as just kind of almost like the i guess like the writing tone of games like um undertale a little bit i can kind of sense like certain sense of humors inside there that kind of makes me think of, of that game as well and I think just as you go through the story it's it, it may in the beginning kind of seem like the game is like one thing but as you keep on going through it 
it kind of continues to develop the characters and their relationships with each other, as well as just kind of the, the background story. And by the end of it, it's turned from, you know, just like a, a pretty decent game to an amazing one. And I, and I think it's probably because it takes a, a bit of time to actually get to that turn. I think that is kind of what has maybe kept it off some people's radars and stuff. But if if you're at all interested in kind of the things I'm talking about here, then definitely go try it out because it's, it's a really cool story and really neat um, world building overall. And I like it quite a bit. Um, aside from that one, though, the other one that I have played that I haven't mentioned so far is a game that actually just came to Xbox Game Pass. Um, I previously, I believe, mentioned that it was coming to PS4 and have only like this week realized that that's actually incorrect. Um, unfortunately, it's something that I was looking forward to playing on PS4, and unfortunately, it is only, I believe, coming to Xbox and Nintendo Switch at this point in time. Um, not not quite sure why it's skipping the PS4, but you know maybe it'll eventually come there, and it's just like an exclusive exclusivity kind of thing right now. But that game in question is Scourgebringer. Got to start playing that on Xbox. Um, luckily, because it's on Game Pass, so that's that's a really cool thing there. Game Pass has just continued to like meet and exceed all expectations that I've had for this um, service thing here. I believe today also um, a game called Superland and another one, um, Goner Two. Both of those dropped as well on Game Pass, which are both games that I. Um, either like have heard about in the past or just kind of like recently found out about and have been interested in playing both of them and I'm just like wow I can't even believe that in in one month like basically five amazing games have come to Game Pass and there's been a whole bunch more that I, I think probably other people would be interested in as well and it's it's crazy just to kind of see the type and like breadth of games that kind of make its way through this service and yeah I'm always just very impressed by it so um yeah i just can't i can't i can't say enough positive about that and as well as the game Scourgebringer, from what i've played so far i think i've played maybe roughly about an hour um but the gameplay is like immaculate it's it's ridiculous how smooth this game plays and kind of the overall fluidity at which you can kind of move and engage in combat with enemies and stuff the the game itself is basically a roguelite kind of um style you make your way through this um you know, menacing structure and kind of the the rooms are unknown to you until you kind of go inside there. But the the different types of rooms are either like ones where you have enemy encounters or sometimes you can find like um, different upgrades like power-ups as well as kind of just these shopkeepers that are kind of littered around these rooms. The really cool thing though is that there's some kind of like sinister lore going on behind the scenes. There's kind of these people that all wear like hoods and masks and things or not masks, hoods and robes and whatnot you can't see their eyes and whatnot usually but um they are kind of scattered throughout this like ruins area and essentially they're they're kind of living there and it seems like they're kind of disconnected from time like they don't know what time it is anymore and it seems like they're just kept alive eternally in, in a way and it's got a really creepy interesting vibe to it it also has different um, types of levels baked into it where you have to obviously stay alive throughout these different um, sections of the obelisk or monolith that you're kind of inside. And as long as you can kind of make it through, fight the kind of sub-boss, um, I, I believe they call it like a guardian or something. And then um, once you defeat that one, it opens up the chamber that the boss is in and you got to find that chamber 
And once you do, you fight what they call a judge. And these ones are kind of the ones that preside over the entire like level that you're on. But along the way, you fight a whole bunch of different enemies. You kind of learn which type of enemies you can just dispatch really quickly and which ones take a little bit more time and kind of energy. But as long as you're kind of continuing to move around, it's that's kind of what creates this like really cool, like fluid hack and slash um, gameplay that they have. And there, there's even like things like um, achievements for basically staying in the air in an, in a room without touching the ground a single time. And it's, it seems like crazy when you think about that. But the cool thing is that each time you um, attack an enemy, it refills your ability to kind of jump again in the air. You always have a double jump. And then um, it also refills your ability to basically dash. Um, and it's like a combination of a dash and a strike. And you can kind of dash around the room, continue to like fight enemies, and then move on to the next one without ever feeling like you need to actually touch the ground. Which, for one, is a really cool, like really awesome way to, to have combat throughout this thing. And two, like the spectacle of it is just pretty phenomenal to just watch as you're, even though you're the one controlling it, it's, it's pretty crazy to watch this character just like zipping around the room, dispatching these um, like demons and whatnot, and, you know, not really breaking a sweat. <laughs> so very, very um, f- much, very, oh my gosh, I can't even speak. I'm so, I'm so excited about it. But the game so far is very fun. Um, I'm enjoying playing it. I'm looking forward to going back to it again later on today. And this may actually be one that I will try and finish before the end of the year as well because I have a feeling that this one's probably going to hit and be very popular with a lot of people that are into these kind of fast, fluid gameplay things. It reminds me a bit of games like Celeste as well as um, just kind of the like random generation of things like Dead Cells and whatnot. But obviously way more along the Celeste side of things because of the movements and then um, adding in the combat element there as well. Uh, maybe even throwing in things like, um, I think almost almost something like Enter the Gungeon comes to mind where in terms of kind of the upgrades that you're finding throughout the thing and different like weapons you can find in terms of like blasters and things like that that people can use. But man, there's, there's, there's so much depth to this game along with... Um, rogue legacy like they have a skill tree that kind of goes on there and it's a literal tree in this as well that every time you die you get teleported back to this kind of room that's like seemingly like in limbo in like the core of this place and there's a tree there and then one of the characters there tells you that basically this tree is what keeps everyone in the obelisk alive and you can kind of go onto this pedestal and as you accrue these things called i believe judge points um you can basically use them to upgrade your character and unlock new abilities like um a you know like a shock wave that happens when you dash towards the ground and, and land on the the floor and different things like um i think even being able to reflect back projectiles that enemies um, shoot at you and then it does a whole bunch of damage back when it hits them kind of thing so definitely a lot of ways to customize your gameplay and your your style of fighting in there and I think that's really what's going to probably set this apart in terms of a whole bunch of other games that I've played this year. So this one, I think, is the one that has the potential to kind of climb past Underhero. And I think it'll just really depend on how much I can get through this game in terms of like before the end of the year happens. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward very much to kind of how this one ranks up there in terms of games that I've played this year and look forward to letting you guys know as well. So if you are interested in playing it and you have Xbox One and you have uh, Game Pass as well, definitely go ahead and check it out. If you don't have that, it's also available on the Switch and I believe on PC as well. It's probably available there too. Um, I think regular price, actually because it was on Game Pass, I'm not sure what the regular price is exactly. But I'm not sure how long it'll be on Game Pass. I'm assuming probably at least for a few months. So if it does seem to be something that's leaving fairly quickly, I'll probably end up snatching it up before it goes. And, you know, if I've beaten the game and I really enjoy it, I'll probably end up snatching it up anyways, just because, like, this game seems like a really cool game to do for replay um, value as well. But. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope you guys will continue to listen to episodes as they come out. Sorry, they're kind of these like shorter things that we've got going on here. But as I've mentioned in episodes in the past, this is kind of what we have at the moment in terms of making sure that we're all staying safe and healthy um, until Michael is, of course, comfortable with kind of recording some episodes together as well. I don't want to kind of push past anyone's comfort zone there. And obviously, I want the both of us to stay safe and healthy as well. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to write in to brosandconsoles at gmail.com. Uh, always free to write in with um, thoughts about the episodes, thoughts about games that we're playing, things you think we may enjoy as well. Uh, always always open to suggestions there. And if you have seen any games on my PSN account then that it seems like I haven't played a whole lot of and you think I should give another try, let me know. So I'll, I'll go ahead and jump into those based on suggestions as well. And other than that, I am also available on Twitter at Indie Ronin. Um, you can find Michael on PSN is, I think, a side quest. And I think that may be his Twitter now as well. I'll have, to, I'll have to check with that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he uses Twitter a whole lot, though. So either the email, brosandconsoles at gmail.com, or Twitter or PSN. You can find us all on those different platforms there. But... Hopefully everyone has a nice relaxing weekend. I look forward to talking to you guys again next Tuesday most likely. And until then, be safe, be good to each other, and peace out. <laughs>